0: From the fabulous WSUM Madison Studios, it's Do It Live, hosted by the Do It Geeks. This week, we're on location at the opening of the Digital Media Center. We'll give you a little walkthrough of all the new space and all the new toys you can expect to see at the DMC. Featuring interviews with John Krogman, Josh Harder, Wachlash Lubowski, and a bunch of other people. Along with our regular geeks,
1: Teresa Saldana
2: and Andy Musilewski. And now, broadcasting live and local on 91.7 FM and streaming worldwide on WSUM.org, please help me welcome my co-host, Ty Christian.
0: Hey! hey let's do it live! Actually today, not quite live. Do it pre-recorded, as you can tell by the audio quality. We are coming to you from the past. Actually, from uh, from yesterday, Wednesday the 18th. Today is Friday. Or th- sorry, Thursday, the 19th. And uh, we are in the past right now. So we're gonna we're gonna do. Uh, uh, we tell you to call in, but you know, uh, I'll probably be sitting there all alone, um, lonely. So if you want to give us a call. Uh, 608-A-O-K-W-S-U-M Check us out online, doit.wisc.edu forward slash radio uh, There's a bunch of ways to get contact with us there. Uh, email us radio at do with any of your suggestions, any uh, any feedback, any show ideas that you want to do. Um, today we have just a ton of <laughs> and I'm knocking things over. We got a ton of different guests because we went on location At the Digital Media Center And interviewed just a whole bunch of different people Uh, You'll be hearing that uh, in the second half of the show Uh, For the first half of the show uh, Just like always We are going to do the news And uh, since we're on location We're going to have to do our own Andy and I will do our own uh, uh, news uh, sounder So here we go Teresa Saldana with the news. Dun dun dun.
1: Well, that, that sounded so nice. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Tracy, you have any news?
1: Um. Yeah, we have the third developer preview for Mountain Lion, which is the will be the latest and greatest Mac operating system.
0: I still say they're going to run out of cats eventually They will
1: run out of cats And, you know, we are going to be on 10.8 So they're going to run out of points, too We're going to have to hit 11 at some point Mm. We're going to have to take it up to 11 All the way to 11
0: Do you think they'll go with, like, like, species of dogs at that point?
1: Species of dogs You know, Mac,
0: Greyhound
1: Probably of wolves, I wouldn't go for dogs Oh, okay
0: I
3: mean, people say it's
1: of cats, but it's, you know It's
0: like When when is
3: Apple going to run out of animals to name their OS's And have to bioengineer new creatures to name their OS's Apple (laughs) unicorn (laughs) No, I still
1: think we should go for, like, laser cat that would oh. be the coolest one yep. ever. Apple
3: LaserCat. The Nyan Cat version.
1: But anyway, it seems like the development of uh, Mountain Lion is moving along swimmingly, and hopefully I thought I heard last that it was going to be late summer for that to come out. So, late summer. So if you're excited, if you you know love Apple's software updates and all the new features that come with um, new operating systems... Um, I would wait until late summer. Might be a good time to also get a new computer because the... Have you guys heard anything about the Ivy Bridge processors and where we're at with the release of those?
3: So there's definitely a lot of rumors flying around about when those are going to be released. Um, There's been reports on like Ars Technica about Apple buying um, parts and processors to make new... um, macbook pros and possibly even a new macbook air with mm-hmm. the ivy bridge um but nothing really completely substantiated yet yeah. about what the release is i think a lot of people are speculating june
1: mm-hmm. oh um, yeah within quarter two that's what everyone's hoping for and anyway. we're
3: certainly getting inquiries at the tech store about when mm-hmm. those new ones are going to come out
1: so and if you are looking to get a new mac don't do it yet there's big news right on the horizon In the next couple of months Especially if you're waiting to get a new computer uh, For the upcoming academic year Please hold off Definitely can wait until summer to purchase something
0: Oh yeah yeah. Here's something fun um, <laughs> This is a Bloomberg article From, uh, from January 14th 2007 uh, <laughs> It says uh, Apple will sell a few to its fans But the iPhone won't make a long term mark On the industry
4: Whoops! Missed, mm-hmm. missed the ball <laughs> on that one.
0: Just just reading this is like going back in time. It's it's really funny. You should check it out. It's um, uh, yeah. If you just go to Reddit Tech, which is reddit.com uh, slash r slash tech, it's the top thing. Um, and uh, yeah, it's it's it is like it's it's like being in a time machine. It's like will uh, cost four hundred ninety nine to five hundred ninety nine dollars, depending on how much storage space. And they're talking about like a couple, you know, like a couple gigs, or like, mm-hmm. where is it, so it's pretty funny because um, uh, Teresa's looking up uh, uh, news stories on her iPhone right now, and I've got an iPhone. And Andy, do you have an iPhone? I am an Android user. You're an Android. Oh, user. Android user. Okay.
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs> you yes. are
0: an Android. Yes.
1: So speaking of the iPhone, um, there is um, a product that is on Kickstarter right now. It's a, uh, it's called. The Pebble digital wristwatch. Whoa! And so, what they're trying to raise money for right now is this little wristwatch. It looks something like um, the iPod Nano. You can buy uh, essentially like a wristwatch um, accessory for it. I have one of these, and you can just pop your your iPod Nano right into it, and then you can wear your iPod Nano like a watch.
0: Didn't Didn't Apple come out with some? I thought you had one uh, of those things. Mm-hmm. There's a couple different ones. But, that, oh, they're okay. third party. I mean,
1: they're, oh, all party. they're all third. They're all third-party. Mm-hmm. I thought it was an Apple official Apple thing. Nope, nope. Apple doesn't make them. Oh. Not as far as I know. I did it, I did not know. But there's a company that's uh, this this Pebble, this Pebble digital wristwatch. Um, it says that it uses an e-paper display, um, kind of like the Kindle, and then it connects to your iPhone via Bluetooth, and it uses vibrating alerts to tell you about incoming calls, emails, calendar alerts, Facebook and Twitter messages, weather alerts, and more. So how cool is that? And it'll be waterproof enough to swim with, but will not be a dive watch. Oh, nice! So, I mean, that means you can you can have this with you. You don't even have to have your phone nearby. So you could have your phone in the kitchen, uh-huh. and you are wearing this thing on on your wrist, and you're in the living room, or you know you're at work, and you're walking around, and you didn't think to take your phone with you, and you've got this little wrist thing that just vibrates right on your wrist, and you can just look right at your arm. And this see, must have been how they talked about the the actual first wristwatches. <laughs> you can tell time just by looking at your wrist. <laughs> oh, so now, isn't it funny how we're going back? Everybody got rid of their watches <laughs> because they got smartphones. And now this company's like, no, 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 let's go back. It's and kind of, yeah.
0: Speaking of, it, yeah, I, I haven't worn a wrist. I used to wear a, a wristwatch just like religiously. Yeah, so did I. And yeah, now I, I just don't anymore. It's just one more thing to have if you've already got a smartphone. Exactly, but, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, now, now that we're, you know, we're on the computer all day, I mean, we're constantly surrounded by clocks, and they're all accurate all the time, thanks to the internet, so, mm-hmm. I mean, and to, you know, cell phone technologies and stuff like that. Right. I do miss having a wristwatch, be- wristwatch because uh, they had the type, that had, like, the little um, uh, strap on it that, you know, if you, if you moved it back and forth, the wristwatch wouldn't break, it, you know, kind of had, like, a little, uh, like, expandable strap on them. Those are the perfect places to put guitar picks,
5: just oh. stick them right under there,
0: and then you always had a guitar pick. That was well, that's great. cool. So you know, you were at a party, and some you know some girls were like, "I have this guitar, but no one to play it." You'd be mm-hmm. like, "Step aside, ladies! Take it right out." How yep. many and times did
1: that really happen to you? At least five. How many dates did that get you? At uh, least five. Yeah right. Yeah right. Anyway, so I think this would be really cool. Oh
0: boy. <laughs> You're lucky I have this installed on my uh, on my laptop here.
1: And how much you want to bet that this new watch, because it uses an e-paper display, ridiculous battery life. Yeah. Even though it uses Bluetooth. Oh my gosh! Yeah, e-papers can run for weeks.
0: E-papers is the stuff that uh, the what is it the Kim, the Kindle uses, mm-hmm. right? Yeah,
1: right. And those things they can sit for like how long? Months. I don't know, the
3: the smaller Kindles can last. I think their standby time is yeah like
0: ninety years or yeah.
3: something like that.
0: My uh, my friend has a Kindle and he used it for a month and a half straight, like and uh, you know good and a good hour of reading every day, mm-hmm. uh, with without the need to recharge it. So yeah.
1: Well it looks like they are getting quite a bit of startup capital so hopefully we'll be able to we'll all be sporting Pebble <laughs> digital wristwatches yeah. pretty soon here. We
0: should you know we should talk about Kickstarter for a second because I don't think a whole lot of people yeah, you know, that, that's something that just kind of blew up, and I don't think a whole lot of people out there kind of know what it is or understand yeah. what it is.
1: I didn't it's a, even explain it. It's a, it's <laughs> a really
3: cool idea. If, if you have a cool idea about an invention or something, you know, where where would you go for something like that? And now Kickstarter is is a great website where you can launch your idea and get funding. Yeah.
5: Mm-hmm.
0: Basically what most people do is they have an idea, and they'll put up a little video about, like, you know, hey, I'm planning on making this product, or I'm planning on, you know, like like bands do it. You know, I'm planning mm-hmm. on doing a tour to the, you know, all around the Midwest. And, uh, and then basically you pledge money towards um, their project, and they send you rewards as a result of whatever you pledge. So, like, you know, if you pledge... Um, you know, $15 or more to this wristwatch idea, you'll get, uh, you'll get one of the wristwatches or you get like a little thing to hold it in. You know, if you p- pledge $50 or more, you'll get five for your friends or, you know, a, a personal thank you card or something like that. And, um, it's really interesting because it's taken out all of the risk of becoming a startup, you know, uh, of, of, uh, of starting up your own idea because you are basically selling your product, You know, via your idea, and then you have all of the money for your startup. So you, you know, you don't have to go to a company and say, "I've got this idea." You don't have to be rejected. You you go straight to the consumer with Kickstarter, Mm -hmm. which I think is it's really kind of tipping the scales of how we look at, um, you know, people starting up their own businesses, people starting up their own funds, and and, you know, things to do. I've
3: seen musicians use it to get money funded to to cut an album. Oh yeah, so it's it's a great resource, and then you're not investing your own capital if it fails then mm-hmm. everyone who invested is out a small portion rather than one person taking right. a huge hit
1: Right, yeah. and isn't the deal too that you set a goal and you set a deadline and if you don't meet it you don't get the money right. as, the, as the fundraiser so you don't have to worry about pitching in money to a project they only raise half the money they take your money and then no product
5: mm-hmm.
1: so you have to meet your goals so that's you know, the, 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 um, pressure, I guess, is on you to really try to market your product to get the money that you need.
0: Yep. And it's interesting, there's a lot of different things, you know, just, just kind of going through the Kickstarter pages, a lot of different things that you can fund, and like, really cool ideas that, you know, I mean, if, if you've ever said to yourself, geez, I wish I could have been in on the ground floor when, uh apple started or when microsoft started i mean here you are you know with kickstarter you could be on the ground floor when the next big app starts and you know maybe i mean i don't know you know you could be one of the one of the chosen few that are the beta testers or you know know the guy who knows the guy who knows the guy who started the company and, or, and the
3: great thing is is that it doesn't take a lot of investment you know, it's like,
0: you can put 10 bucks Fifteen bucks, you know, towards something and get a prize. I
3: remember asking my dad to invest heavily in both Google and eBay when they came out. And, you know, I could never convince him to do that. Mm-hmm. But if something like Kickstarter was around, I could have taken my five dollars of paper route money and said, right, hey, I'm right. investing in that.
0: Oh, my gosh. I bet he's <laughs> is. Is he just kicking himself right
6: now?
3: Yeah. Like, he, in, he invested in another company and lost a bunch of oh money. Oh, <laughs>
0: no. Oh, my gosh. I. Oh,
3: we. I'd be retired right now. I'd not be on this radio Yeah. Show. <laughs> You would have invested.
0: well I'm for, for that I'm glad your dad did not invest
5: <laughs>
0: um, speaking of Apple and and apps and stuff like that um, there is a a dad in the UK that is uh, suing Apple for pushing cash draining quote unquote free games at kids apparently it's like a kid's game that you play you can play on your phone or your iPad for mm-hmm. free but if you want to you know, um, upgrade the game a little bit, mm-hmm. or buy like in-game things, like exclusive for instance, exclusive items. Exclusive and- items, um, like for instance, uh, this this person's daughter downloaded two hundred dollars mm. worth of zombie toxin and gems through in-app purchases uh, on this guy's iPhone, um, and so he, he's saying that this, you know, it's irresponsible because you know it's it's a free game, and the way that they make money is by getting these in-app purchases. But, you know, in Mm -hmm. in order to play the free game, you have to store your credit card. So just about any kid could just say, you know, yes, download this zombie toxin. Yes, download this Mm -hmm. gem. Parents, beware. Yeah. Right,
1: and the kid thinks it's free, and then it just says, oh, pay money, and the button's right there. It's so easy to press, you know? Yeah, but that's also why, you know, I mean, I don't have kids, but on my phone, if I download an app, even if it's free, I make the phone prompt me with my password.
3: So and, and this kind of idea has been out there for a while. They kind of opt in. Hey, we'll give you this free, but you just have to fill right. out one but, of I these. I mean, when we were kids, things. we
1: played computer games online that were the same way. I remember downloading freeware games, and then they'd be like, "Oh yeah," or shareware yeah, games. It's not quite and then, and then it would say, "If you want to keep playing more levels, you need to pay money." Well, mm-hmm.
0: sure, but I mean, this is a, a an easy button. Like you know, I mean, like mm-hmm. the credit card info is already there. There, they it's just already to connected collect. to the internet. All they have to do is press the button. Like it, it, you know. Yeah, yeah. And
3: I, I mean, I'm a parent, and I have kids at home that play some some mm-hmm. games like this, and they'll, you know, they want the exclusive member item or this, or you have to uh, go and buy one of these cards at Target or Mm -hmm. Walmart or something that that has, uh, you know, the one I'm thinking of (laughs) is uh, Clone Wars Adventures Online. You have to buy Mm -hmm. station cash to buy certain items. The game is free, but they, you know, and then, you know... In order
0: to have the full experience, you get to pay. Right, and at least
3: that, I, you know, (laughs) I don't have my credit card information stored for that reason, so Mm -hmm. they can't just go ahead and click on it, but I think a lot of parents probably don't realize that that
0: happens. I think this is the funniest. Till they se- get the bill. Yeah. Till they get the bill. I think this is the funniest sentence in this uh, in this in this article. The Smurfs Village app, where Smurf berries retail at four ninety nine for fifty or fifty nine dollars for a thousand, has already come under criticism by the U.S. Federal Trade Commission and Australian regulators. Darn Smurfs! <laughs> so
5: the Smurf wow. berries.
0: five dollars for fifty. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that'll get you Smurfed.
5: <laughs> you know, oh. oh.
0: <laughs> hey! I knew I had that installed but for a good reason
1: like, with all things technology, the, quote-unquote, the easier and more accessible you make it Well, the lower you set the bar, you, there's a point where you reach children can do it You know, right. but again, that's why, I mean, an Apple could put up that argument and say Well, if the child isn't supposed to be buying things, why are you letting them, one, use your phone But two, not password-protected Sure
0: well, the, these games are—they are, are specifically designed for kids. I mean, like unless these,
1: the in-app purchases inside of the app does not prompt you for that password. If it is bypassing a password prompt that you have built into the iTunes Store, I, then that would be yeah, bad. I, I yeah, think, I think, I think, I think, think that's it, what it is. It goes really? direct.
0: I think it's,
3: yeah. the it's no it, way. The, the app it. itself because stores the app the is
1: correct. already authorized. Yes. Right.
3: The right. app itself stores the authorization. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. And so they literally oh. just have to click a button. Yep.
1: That's bad Because then You couldn't even You couldn't even say Well get your child Their own device And don't put credit (laughs) card info In there But if the game requires Because the iTunes store Requires credit card information Doesn't it Right So you can't You can't stop it
3: so, and wow. you, know, you know, I've certainly been in a doctor's office or, you know, trying to do something and the kids are going nuts. And I say, Here, go ahead and play Angry Birds or Puffle Launch or whatever they want to play yeah. on my phone. And that's, you know, they could be clicking away and charging up my bills. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and you won't know until the end of the month, right?
1: Right. You won't know until long after it's happened. You know, like, um, Obviously with cell phones, and you've got kids that are... You've got them on your texting plan. If you don't have an unlimited texting plan, they will... Yep,
0: sh- watch they out. They will yep. just blow right past watch that. Out. I
1: mean, I've blown past my own limit, and then I didn't even realize it. Because it's not as if your phone warns you anyway, which I find irritating. Yep. Why doesn't my phone warn me? Like, warning, you only... If you have a 500 text mm-hmm. messaging plan, you only have 50 left. Well, but they don't want you to know that.
0: You know, and having companies like... Ba- Charge you for texts is just like the worst thing in the world. It costs them nothing. It yeah, I mean, them wor- you
1: keep that in mind, people. It's pennies. It couldn't be more than pennies for a thousand Messages to actually keep up The infrastructure the the
3: data, The data transfer that's involved in sending A text message is just Minuscule. It's it's so tiny
1: even Compared to making a phone
7: call
3: Well let's remember that before there were 3G or 4G connections there were Text messages on those old cellular Networks Mm -hmm. that just didn't have Mm -hmm. the bandwidth So basically they're using old technology And raking in tons of money Off
0: of it. There's going to be be a, A time in the future Probably, hopefully, the near future when you know 3G, 4G, 5G, mm-hmm. 7G is is all you can get, and text messages have got to move over to be free at that point. I mean, there's no, you just can't. There's no business model that 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 you can you can even fall back on to say like, oh, we need the money for. Mm-hmm. Text messaging because whoa you has so much infrastructure it's like come on dude but
1: yeah. you know I mean really what's what are they using that money what infrastructure are they trying to keep up phone lines yeah phone lines that nobody buys anymore but they're still there and they still have to work
3: right and a and a, and a good example eye opening example of this is third world countries. Um, Everyone's got a cell phone, Mm -hmm. but they don't have the infrastructure for landlines, so everyone has a cell phone. Yeah, their infrastructure is much
1: smaller. They're not
3: keeping up that infrastructure. Uh -uh. It makes more sense for them to do wireless technology. So if it makes more sense, it makes more sense in dollars and cents, too. Mm -hmm. So it's actually cheaper to do the wireless technology. And let
1: me tell you, connectivity is great even in remote locations. In foreign countries, I've been blown away where I've been able to pick up a very good cell phone signal. Mm-hmm. I can't believe it, but here, it can be right in the middle of Madison and it can't get a signal.
0: You, it, you should see Japan's infrastructure; it's incredible. Uh, you can be uh, five stories underground, which you often are when you're on the trains, you know, uh, and crystal clear, never uh-huh. drops. I have never had a I never had a cell phone conversation in Japan, even like Flickr. You know, like when you're kind of talking to me, they're like, "Oh yeah, beat me." me, me. I mean, you know, like that That's yeah. never happened, oh. ever I've been five stories underground Talking to someone, like, you know A couple mm-hmm. of states away, nothing Yeah, That's not like the dead spot I hit every day on the bus On uh, Patterson Street Yeah, you know? yeah,
3: yeah. <laughs> Going Though
1: I will <laughs> say, obviously Japan, what, is the size of, like
0: It's not very big It's
1: like the size of Iowa or something yeah, I mean, it's not it's even not very big. So when you have that much ground to cover and most of the people live on the coast because there's a whole bunch of mountains in the middle. Yeah. Eh.
5: Yeah.
1: It's, they, they have a much easier time. it. That's why they also have an amazing train system. That's true. So.
0: All right, well, we're going to uh, take a quick commercial break here, and then we will be back uh, with more Do It Live. We're going to be coming to you uh, live from the past, from the big DMC, that's the Digital Media Center, opening. Uh, we're going to be interviewing just a ton of different people. Even Uh, some
1: previous guests that have been on the show. So we have show celebrities. Show celebrities? What? what?
0: So uh, check us out online do it.wist.edu forward slash radio. Um, uh, I'm sure our new website will be up soon. (laughs) Until then, check us out on iTunes as well. Subscribe to the podcast. Go to iTunes, type in do it or do it live. Go to the podcast section, subscribe, listen to all of the podcasts, and, uh, and you'll be happy. So we'll be right back with more do it live.
6: Together too busy to see
0: And now, the Do It Live three disclaimers with the guest geek of the week, Hank Hill.
8: The opinions expressed on this program do not reflect the views of WSUM, the University of Wisconsin-Madison, or its Board of Regents. Products and services provided by the Division of Information Technology, aka Do It, and other university departments, as well as drawings and giveaways, may only be available to students, faculty, staff, or those currently affiliated with UW-Madison. Participants of this broadcast may offer opinions or recommendations. However, they do not endorse, nor has any consideration been provided by on behalf of the products or services discussed. Oh, Bobby, that's a lot of disclaimers.
9: I am Attorney General. this message is for parents. Studies show that the majority of teens who drink obtain alcohol from family and friends. The Century Council and the Federal Trade Commission have launched a new campaign called We, we Don't, Don't Serve Teens to remind adults that providing teens with alcohol is unsafe, irresponsible, and, and illegal. illegal. Parents, talk with your teen about the dangers of underage drinking. Turning a blind eye is just as irresponsible as putting a drink in their hand. Visit don'tserveteens.gov. <laughs>
6: yeah. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: and we're back with more Do It Live on 91.7 FM, WSUM, the snake on the lake. Check us out online, do it at forward slash radio. And we're about to go live on location. Well, not actually live, kind of pre-recorded, but we'll pretend it's live to our intrepid record- reporters, Ty Christian, Teresa Saldana, and Annie Muchlewski. Uh Come in, guys. Are, are you there? Can you hear me? All right, we're here on location in the new digital media center, the DMC. Yeah, you know me. And uh, we're going into the office of the man of the hour,
5: Mr. Josh, Josh Harder. Harder.
0: Here he
2: is. Here's his brand Hi, new office. How's it going, Josh? It is spectacular. Thank you so much for uh, coming and visiting with me again. I had a great time yesterday. So,
0: Yeah, we, we haven't seen you in so long. It's just, it feels like
2: years. Uh, oh, it's like we're a small family now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so what is the most uh, exciting thing going on today, other than free pizza?
2: Well, the free pizza is spectacular, but the biggest response, response I've been hearing so far is for the photo booth. People are really excited by that. It does look so. really
1: cool. We're going to get our t- picture taken later.
2: Exactly. Maybe so More than once.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so that's really cool. Uh, and also people are really stoked about the 30% off coupon. It's um, a big draw. So Ooh,
1: Yeah, we got some too. For so, <laughs>
0: so if you're listening to this in the past, you messed up. You messed up because you could have gotten 30% off but you didn't come to the DMC.
2: And free pizza. Should and I free. P- Maybe we'll have to throw another party at some point in time then if we get enough people that are upset about missing out. Uh,
0: <laughs> All right, well, we're going to save a few crumbs of the pizza for you for later. Well,
5: yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> we're going to
0: start walking around and uh, and check we'll see see what we can check out. Thanks, Josh. Yep. Thanks, guys.
1: So this thing I was looking at over here, we have there's 3D scanning.
0: Oh my gosh, this is incredible. <laughs> this is so wow. cool so they've got a little whoa it's whoa, moving it's so it's bright moving. it's so oh bright my gosh. and it's moving it's like that's that's my best approximation of it
1: so it's this little scanner that sits on the desk it's about a foot tall and it's got a bunch of bright lights and uh, this little disc that you can put an object on and it spins around and it scans it
0: yeah Three-dimensionally. And mm.
1: So you can get things scanned here and get them printed over at the Discovery Center. Well, the, I don't know if it costs anything, <laughs> but...
0: And there's a dude standing right here. He's manning the 3D scanner. What's your name? Alex. Alex. And Alex, you work for the DMC? Yeah, that's right. And are you the expert on 3D scanning here?
7: Yeah, that's right. All right, what can you tell us about this 3D scanner? Well, this thing uses about uh, actuator actuator mounted lasers and web camera to basically capture any object you've got. If it's about the size of a fist, we can capture it in 3D. (laughs) Actuator mounted
0: lasers. Yeah, it's that's cool. what I said lasers, that's, right. That just sounds like something you'd you'd hear in a sci-fi novel. That's a, that's insane. So what 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 do you, what would you use this technology for? So what, what do people come in and say? Hey, I need this three D scan. What why why are they using it?
7: Well, the last thing I was working on was an engineering student who uh, he wanted to s- basically scan the interior of a wheel so we can model it in CAD. So he brought it in, and we rigged it up. It was a big old wheel. We got it so that the laser actually uh, scanned the interior of the wheel so we could model it in CAD and basically see how it interacted with uh, the vehicle he was designing. Wow, oh, that's very cool. How did that come out? It came out fine. He's using it as far as I know. Cool. Sweet. Um, and how, how long have you guys had this 3D scanner? Uh, we've had it for more than a couple years. We used to have a printer to go with it, but we lost that. But we still got two scanners. We got one here, and we got one over on Station Seven as well. And what is the strangest
0: or most unique thing you've had to scan with a 3D scanner?
7: Well, I've heard stories about Josh scanning his ear. <laughs> <laughs> no way. Yeah. So we have. I think we have a scan of that on there somewhere, but I haven't found it yet. But
1: <laughs> we'll have to go back and ask him about maybe, that later. Yeah,
7: we're gonna ask Josh about his, his 3D ear.
1: That's all so right. Well, thanks strange. so much
7: for
0: uh, for appearing on our radio show today. Here. Hey, the pleasure's all mine. All right, we're going to keep moving.
1: Okay, ooh, there's a free pizza. There's a free pizza. Don't get it on the microphones. All
0: right, no free pizza on the microphones. So, there's a uh, let's 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 check in here. What kind of technology do you have with this with this free pizza? The finest pizza ovens were made to create these real cheese masterpieces. That's amazing. So, these are not digital models. These are actual pizza.
1: They're actual pizza. Did you print them on the 3D scanner? No?
0: No. 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 no, no, no. an pepperoni and cheese. I think, I think Alex is planning on scanning one later. <gasps> but.
1: Yes, scan a piece of pizza.
0: There you go. Scan a piece of pizza, and then we'll just print it out. Free pizza forever, right? Oh, wow. I want
2: to eat the fake pizza.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, Josh is here. Josh, um, we had heard a rumor that you had scanned your ear in three dimensions.
2: Oh, actually, that is a rumor because I actually scanned my face. Oh. Wow! Yes, Dang. my entire face, and I had a slight imperfection—a pimple—and that turned out perfectly. It was amazing. That's how good the 3D scanner is. It can get every imperfection. It's kind of like when newscasters had to deal with HD uh, television. <laughs> you know. Awesome. So, so did you end? Did you end up printing out your ear, or how did
0: how did the ear rumor catch
2: on? Uh, the 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 ear. It wasn't my ear. It was actually a really a uh, good project we worked on. A company came to us, a prosthetics company, uh-huh. and they came to us with um, a cast of someone's ear. We scanned it, created the reverse version of it, and then we printed it when we had a 3D printer, which is now over in the Wisconsin Institutes for Discovery. Um, and then they used that printout
0: to create a mold. Very cool. Yeah.
5: Wow. Very cool. Right. Really that
1: cool. is so cool.
0: Alright, we're going to keep walking. Thanks, Josh. Uh-huh. And let's see... We're at a booth called Video Digitization, and someone is putting some sort of strange old object into some sort of a box. I don't think I've ever seen anything quite like it before. must be some sort of weird alien technology. What's your name? Michael. Michael. And and tell us about that strange thing that you're putting into the strange box that no one has ever heard of. It's uh, this media from a long, long time ago.
10: Um, a lot of people haven't heard of it. Um, yeah, Galaxy Far, Far Away. Uh, VHS tape. Um, only those of us that were born in the, those of us that were born in the 90s might vaguely remember it from when we were little. Um, it's uh, the most previous uh, digital form. But now we've, we're working here to uh, change that media into um, our more recent uh, digital forms, such as uh, you know MP4s or MOV files.
0: Something that we can play more easily from a computer. Now I know uh, I've seen in the past. You know, sometimes when you digitize uh, film or VHS or whatever, um, you have to like let it play and wait through the whole thing. Is that the case here? You also like have to kind of wait for it, or can you speed it up at all, or anything like that? No, you need to replay it live, and it captures it as it goes through. So it takes the full time. That's too bad. What what other kind of uh, media can you digitize here at the video digitization station? Uh, we'll pretty much capture
10: anything. Mostly, we do capture uh, VHS. We also capture some DV or HDV tapes. Um, every once in a while, we get some sixteen millimeter or thirty millimeter film coming in. That's really fun to capture. Uh, that we just you know throw up on a projector and actually capture it on the same shutter speed with the camera as it's go- as it's being output there. Um, but yeah, any form, old form of uh, video media, we can uh, digitize here.
0: What's the most uh, interesting thing that you've ever had to digitize?
10: Uh, just a little bit ago, we were doing, um, they, they must have been doing some uh, experiments with um, b- how babies would play with toys. But they were doing these things where they were they would get these babies really interested in these toys, but then they'd put it on the other side of a glass plate, and the baby would be trying to reach for this toy. So basically, I, was, I know, yeah, I know. Wow. It was, uh, yeah, it was just one of the cruelest things I've ever seen. It was, it was <laughs> a, <laughs> Literally. <laughs> so that was probably the most... Uh, depressing but interesting thing I've ever had to watch.
0: <laughs> that's that's incredible. <laughs> and wh- what do you think about the new space uh, as uh, as opposed to the old space? You like it better? Is there is there new changes you can talk about that you really like? Or uh, it's fantastic. I mean, just being able to
10: open up like this and uh, you know have a couple extra stations as well as just the uh, the you know just the ability to move around and, and open up like this has been great.
0: All right. Well, thanks so much for talking to us today. Appreciate it. We're
10: yeah, there
1: is so like much work. space to walk around in here. This yeah. is so like, much better the than their old that. space.
0: Teresa's going to do cartwheels. I'm it's not going to do cartwheels. She's going to do cartwheels.
1: How am I going to do well, cartwheels?
0: I don't, well, there's so much space. Parkour. We're all over the place. That's right. That's parkour. right. And there, right now there is a photo booth.
1: A photo yeah, booth. Which is
0: it looks really cool. It doesn't, it doesn't really is.
1: look like there's
0: a... Photographer. a oh. it's, it
1: doesn't really look like a booth, per se. We're at a table. And there is one huge light box. And...
0: Now, Teresa, what's a light box for those of you who've never, uh, for those people out there listening that have never heard of what a light box is? Boy, like I, a light bright? Boy, I no. hope
1: that's really the technical term for it, because that's <laughs> what I call I'm them. Close, close. Yeah, yeah, Let's uh, talk Oh, I'm,
0: let's talk to, let's yeah, talk to let's, the actual guy yeah. here. So, I see on your name tag that your name is Derek, is that correct? That is correct. And you are manning the photo booth. Yep. Tell us about the photo booth.
4: All right, so the photo booth is a simple two light setup. We've got a soft box. That's is soft it called? A, is, oh, that's so it's a what it's soft called. box, not a
0: light box. All right,
4: there we go. Because it has a, a large soft sort of spill of light, and then our second light is actually shot at a white sweep, which is just a piece of paper sort of draped down for a backdrop. We have one light pointed right back at it to create sort of like a gradient glow.
0: And uh, and who can get their picture taken here?
4: Well, faculty, staff, and grad students. Um, yeah, it's free. Just come right in. On in. There's really no line, so it's just like sit down and get a couple shots taken. Have you ever had anyone come today with uh, like pizza
0: all up in their teeth? You know, smiling really, really terribly. Not quite yet. Right. But well, I am first in line, buddy. All right, sounds great. <laughs> So what kind, of, what kind of photo services uh, does the DMC offer, or do they do they normally offer photo services or anything like that?
4: Well, normally we don't offer any uh, photography service like this, this is just something we figured we'd offer just to, you know, draw some more people in, give them a little bit more uh, of a reason to sw- swing by. Um, we do have some cameras uh, that are available for checkout. We've got a PowerShot AS2000, a little point-and-shoot camera, and then we got the next step up, uh, a Canon G11, which is a great little compact camera. Um, don't let the size sort of uh, turn you off. It's actually a very powerful camera and very nice, yeah.
0: Very cool. And uh, and the same faculties, uh, staff, grad students, yep. uh, they, can, they can check out those cameras anytime they'd, they'd like?
4: Yeah, as long as it's available. And uh, three-day d- three business loans, usually, you can ask for extensions. Um, but, yeah, it's a free service. All right. D- did you happen to take that uh, 360 uh, shot of the Rothskeller that's behind you? Oh, no, I did not. <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> oh, but it, oh, it looks so cool. Yeah, it's, it is pretty sweet. I can't remember exactly who shot that. We've had it for quite a while.
5: Mm-hmm.
0: Well, thanks so much. We'll definitely be back later to have our photos taken. Sounds great. All right. all right. So now we're moving.
1: We're moving.
0: We're in front of Digi Station Ten, not for client use. Whoa. So we cannot. Whoa. We We, cannot, will we not can't go even. There. T- don't faces even look at it. Don't, oh don't oh even. My don't even look at it. Don't touch it. Hide Ooh, your faces. Hey Ty, what's
3: this? We may know
0: what this stuff is. Oh. Slide notes. Whoa. What is What? Look at. Look at all oh. of this.
1: Look oh my gosh! I know technology. that's that is a portable mini DV player. Portable mini
0: DV
2: player. You know,
1: like those little cassettes that you can hold oh. inside of your hand. So it looks like a VHS tape, but they fit in the in the palm of your hand. Interesting. Because I've actually used that particular recorder before. Uh,
3: that's cool. Uh-huh. We've got a USB turntable. So if you had some uh-huh. records, you
0: need. A bra- a bra- a bra- yep.
3: Oh, what's what's this one? That is micro a cassette. Micro-
1: Transcriber, <laughs> wow, that what, looks really old. What is that even
3: so, for? So those were like used by uh, school, of Sandy. Um, hospitals, like doctors, would take transcribed notes. Oh,
1: in those little cassette, or, oh. like the little recorders, the handheld recorders. And they
3: give the tape to their secretary or whatever to put that into their medical records. Lawyers use these a lot too. Mm-hmm. I see. And so then there's like a foot pedal for these things that plays onto the next. Skip <laughs> There's the actually next, a foot pedal. Yeah, that's and, pretty uh, awesome. Hmm, so those well, were used it. back in the day to just transcribe things for doctors and lawyers who were too busy to uh, I see, write the things up in their, in their journals or their um, medical
0: files themselves.: Interesting.
1: Wow. Right next to it,
0: we've got a power slide 3650, which I'm assuming is a slide scanner. Looks like
1: it. I think you put one of those circular, like, trays in there, and then it feeds it through. Oh, that's cool.
0: Sure enough. scanners,
3: you actually would have to feed them in one by one, but these actually have Mm -hmm. a mechanism. You could load up these canisters and... Mm-hmm. send a bunch of slides so that's f- awesome art school i'm looking in your direction <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: and they've got a little label maker there so when you when you put all your media together you can just put labels on it teresa so is very is. familiar with
11: the label i love with the label, label makers maker.
1: if you're label. an av nerd you need label, label makers
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right well so, should we should we yeah, we'll stop, we can in, stop see in, in here in? and see
1: alan yeah. hello alan
11: Got a bunch of cabling in here, so...
1: So, Alan, would you like to introduce yourself for the radio show?
11: Hi, I'm Alan Wolf. I'm with Do It Academic Technology, and uh, I direct the Digital Media Center, so mostly I tell people what to do, I guess. Um, <laughs> Josh does Somebody's what he wants. keep Josh in line, right? Well, then Josh does what he wants to do. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but uh, mo- uh, mostly I've been working with researchers, so mm-hmm. a lot of the 3D stuff was the... St- was the work I did Especially the three, ah. when we did The 3D printing That's why I have the collection Of 3D models Yes yeah, yeah, so I was going to uh, ask
1: If it, these were from The 3D printers It looks impressive There's
11: a lot
0: of stuff On the top of his desk here He's got a bunch of, It looks like uh, Some molecule chains A human skull A tiny baby hand maybe I see a bunny uh, There's a bunny <laughs> A little bunny
11: Stanford bunny The Stanford bunny was the first thing ever scanned in three dimensions, and so it's sort of an homage thing. We printed the Stanford bunny. Wow. uh, But we recently transitioned our 3D printer over to WID because they're offering much better services, more Mm. technologies, so we're going to work with them. They use our facilities to do scanning, and uh, we also send people over to print. Cool. uh, So that's been working out really well. It's nice because I was the person who did all the 3D printing, and I had no time to do it. And they have two (laughs) full-time staff to work on 3D printing, so people get a better uh, level of service from them. Awesome. So what's the most exciting thing about the new
0: space uh, that you guys have moved into?
11: Oh, I just think the, the amount of space they've given us is fantastic. Biochemistry was really generous in giving us lots of space to grow. We're really excited about our new classroom, which double more than doubles the size we had in the old facility, and now we have actually two classrooms. I don't know if you've seen it yet, but we can either set it up for one giant classroom that can support 60 or so people, or two smaller classrooms, which hold 20 or 30 each.
1: Yeah, Josh said you went from 16 stations to 50 stations.
11: Uh, 40.
1: Really?
5: Oh.
11: Uh, I think we, well, it depends. It, mm-hmm. On one side, we have one computer per student. Mm-hmm. On the other side, it's pairs. Oh, okay. So Maybe
1: that's what it was. So there can be 50
11: students on, or 20 students on one side and 30 on the other. Oh, okay. But we could always slip a few more chairs in if okay. we needed if you to.
3: split up that classroom, either side has more
11: space than the old one, basically. Uh, or, more, uh, or more workstations. Yeah, basically. Um, the one side is smaller but also has more powerful stations, so we bought, bought i7 IMAX and they have 20 or so gigs of RAM in each one. Wow. wow. 20 gigs of RAM? So it's I'm perfect. i right now. But so, yeah. Right, yeah. Uh, so it's perfect when someone wants to do a Final Cut Pro uh, class. We ha- finally have the RAM to support that and do it in a nice way. So that's really great. The audio booth is going to be great once we get it finally set up and get rid of the air noise. Um, We've got an air handler in there. That's a problem, but maybe we'll use it in the winter when they turn that off. (laughs) Uh, Just the the amount of space we have is really what we are. We we are just thinking about all the opportunities we have because we have this extra space that we didn't have before. So we're thinking about how we can better support not just um, our past the users have always used us but how we better support researchers how we might um, allow more undergraduates to use the facilities um, we we have to work into that gradually because there are a lot of them and we were afraid if we just said sure everybody come we might be overrun but we'd like to make sure we're supporting them and where it makes sense for us to support them so that may be a next step um josh may kill me for saying that but we're both thinking it <laughs> well, that oh, would great. certainly be cool and uh, um, definitely add
3: some functionality for the undergrads to do a lot of great things here. Right.
11: So we want to make sure, and since we're only open in limited hours, we want to make sure there are other places on campus. So even if we can't ever fully support undergraduates in the design lab, uh, working with the partners like John McKenzie in the design lab over in College Library, I don't know if you've seen what he's planning on doing, but working with them to make sure that there's good services for undergraduates is something we want to be on top of even if we can't provide them directly. So we very often set standards for how people will do things at the DMC and they're replicated other places. So very college libraries' uh, video stations were set up after hours um, based on how we set hours up.
3: And that's, re- that's really cool that you offer that to to, to uh,
11: collaborate with these other departments and get the... Um that's really important. We want services to be evenly distributed across campus so that people can get to them. And they don't necessarily have to go very far to get them. That's the other thing. We don't necessarily want them to have to a- always come across campus to get the services that they need. So having, them, having a place on, co- on the other side of campus that people can go to and uh, get the same so- sort of services is great. That way they don't have to walk so far. They're more likely to use them. Awesome.
0: Thanks so much for talking with us today.
1: thank you, Alan. Thanks. All right. Here we are at printing and design.
0: This is where the magic happens.
1: We've seen some really cool stuff over here. Mm-hmm. Like these pictures of these what are they roses that were? They look uh, like they were put
0: into liquid nitrogen.
1: Yeah, uh, these are quite possibly and the two
3: out. coolest printers ever. They have some really huge.
1: That printer is color, bigger than I am. Color plotters
0: that are. It's a you know. Canon poster printer, and they've got two of them. They got two large, huge poster printers that are. Um, if I were to lay down on the floor, they, I'm going to try this right now.
1: Okay, you lay down on the floor. It goes. Uh, they are
0: about as long as I am. I'm on the floor right now. And it looks like they're about two inches longer than you. Two think. inches longer. I would
1: say that the poster itself goes tie. from your shoulders to about your shins.
0: So we're talking probably about the whole thing here is probably about six feet long. So if you need to print something out large,
3: this is the place. It
1: looks like it can do about. Oh, this says three foot roll on it actually. No,
3: three foot. Oh,
1: what does that one say? Is that one labeled too?
3: That's a two-foot roll. So the
0: okay.
1: paper wow. they can load into these,
0: and in different uh, grades of paper as well. Yeah. But if you need to make a big, huge presentation or a big, huge picture, this would definitely be the place to go. I would think. Um,
1: yeah. Look at the detail on some of this stuff. This is quite, quite Impressive. incredible. These
0: have definitely been taken with a microscope.
3: Yes. Mm-hmm. That's really cool to see. Them oh, that's a picture of a penguin
1: coming out of the water. <laughs> wow. There's some really impressive photos. Yeah. So if you need something printed, I think you can just come here and get something printed. Yep. You can just pay money. Yep. And get it printed. Give them
0: dollar bills, they'll give you the printouts. Now we're, yeah, we're currently walking into the equipment for loan room.
12: I feel like I'm going to meet Q and I'm 007. <laughs>
0: Well, this is
1: a much smaller room. It's much quieter in here. According to your name
0: tag, you are Chad. That is correct. My name is Chad. And, Chad, you are in charge of the equipment for loan room. That is correct. Um,
12: So in this room, we have all of our equipment for loan. This is where we store it. And the types of things we have are video cameras, laptops, iPads, wireless microphones, normal wired microphones, uh, telemics audio recorders we have a couple different time kinds
5: I think, I think
0: that audio recorder is better than my audio recorder
12: yeah we've got yeah, the, we got the yeah, zoom, got zoom, zoom and say, we, this is the h4 what do you guys got we have the h4n yes yeah, so you're, oh, uh, you're up in, you guys are up a notch whoa
5: well,
1: <laughs> so. yeah, yeah these these wireless microphones i think i just rented these earlier no. this week
0: and these are these are good quality
12: mm-hmm. um,
1: they work very well
0: so there's just the sheer number of things that you guys uh, are able to provide here. Just must be daunting to keep track of. I mean, how, how do you guys do it? Well, we have a we have a program that that does it for us. Okay.
12: So it's just a, it has a database, and we just can check in and out things, and it, it keeps track of you know
0: where our equipment is. What's what do you think is the coolest thing that you guys offer for rent that people would just say like I can't believe they offer that for rent.
12: Well. Um, Actually, it's they're not for rent. It's all checkout, so it's free. For the coolest thing, are probably the uh, the the video cameras, the the Panasonic. You know, a couple thousand dollars in video equipment, Mm -hmm. and I would say the video setup. There's there's lighting kits, tripods, MacBooks. You know, so I mean, it's all it's it's all pretty cool, I guess. Well, thanks so much for talking to us today. You're, You're welcome.
0: All right, so just go ahead and introduce yourself. Hey, this is Jeff Bohr from Do It Academic Technology. There you go. So, you know, Jeff has been, been on the show before. Yes, he, you he know. has. He knows what's going on. Oh, mm-hmm. we're about to walk into the DMC classroom. We saw you peering, mm-hmm. peering into the darkness of the new classroom. What's your initial thoughts from peering through the, the window? Modern, sleek, clean, and uh, full of uh, 21-inch IMAX.
1: All right, let's All right, go now see we're if, that's, in. if that's really what it is. it is. Here we go. <laughs> Ooh. Whoa,
0: this is nice.
1: Look at all these iMacs, and they all have Very headphones hooked up to them. You know what, the
0: first thing I thought, it smells like new computer in here.
1: Oh my gosh, it <laughs> smells like new computer <laughs> in here. It smells
0: like new computer. And, and they we all- are told, we are now we are told that all of these iMacs have 20 gigabytes of RAM in them. 20, that's 20 gigawatts awesome.
1: of amazingness. That's, that's
0: in, what's, what's, what's your reaction? Uh, I would say that's false.
1: what 28? That's what. That's what we were told.
0: See, that's what we thought, but that's what we were told.
1: Because if they can take, up, I think mind if they If the yep. new ones can take up to four eight-gig sticks, it's possible, right?
3: Yes, actually, I think you can get these up to
1: thirty-two. That would gigs. be thirty-two. Yeah. So I if mean, they take eight-gig sticks, you could definitely get twenty in here. Yeah. Yep. Yeah.
7: I'd be happy with 4 to 8 on mine. <laughs> yeah, I
5: know, I know. I think I've got
0: 8 on mine
3: at for home and like... those of you who want to edit and create HD video... Mm-hmm. That's true. ...and 1020p resolution... That's true. You've... You gotta do it. You gotta yeah. have all I the gigabytes. That's like a well, mix my, between uh, my <laughs> 1080. I was
1: only kidding. I I'm kidding. My video editing station at work has 16, so if these have 20. They're better than. Then. Yes. I yeah,
0: guess you're out of luck, Teresa. So guess you gotta get oh, in with
1: the times. I just have to come to the DMC to do my editing now. Uh-huh. That's more RAM from the
11: tech store. That's
9: yeah. absolutely
1: true, Andy. Thanks for plugging the tech store. <laughs> <laughs> We are here with Ross Yonke, who's hey. been on our show a couple times.
9: Hi guys, hello.
0: So tell us about the new DMC. What is your initial impression? You
9: walked in, you saw every, all the people, all the stations. What do you think? I'm impressed with the size of it. It's just incredible. They have so much well, they have so much more room than they had previously, and that makes for having a much better experience Have you checked things out from the DMC before? Are you a regular customer? No, I just, I've, I've dropped by every now and again just to see how things are going, you know, being interested in, uh, in Apple that I am, but uh, I, I like to see the technology being used here. And for
3: those of you who don't know, Ross is the Apple product manager for the Duo Tech store, so.
9: I,
0: I'm the Apple buyer.
3: He's the Apple guy.
0: <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. So, so uh, do you think you'll be you think you'll be checking out any any
9: iPads or anything any MacBooks maybe? I'm going to be sending people here because that's that's the point. Oh, I mean, yeah. there's, there's always cases where people want to say borrow an iPad or do this or that, and so this is this looks like the place to go.
3: Also, a great resource if you if you're thinking about department departments thinking about purchasing something like an iPad or a digital video. Absolutely Come right. Come here and check it out, try it out before you
9: buy it. Yes. Uh, which is a great thing. Absolutely. Yeah, and a lot of experience here of people that help you out do your video, or your video uh, digital projects and such. So amazing. That's awesome. Well, Ross, thanks
0: so much for talking to us. Sure. No problem. So we're just running to John Krogman. How's it going, John? Fantastic. Always good on Fridays. That's right. And you're here checking out the DMC. Have you actually gotten into the DMC yet or are you still making it through the crowds of people that are here?
8: Just got here. So great crowd here today. It's very exciting and uh, fantastic new digs. I'm working my way through now, so can't wait to see the rest. So you haven't seen anything so far, pretty much? Nope, just getting started.
0: <laughs> all right. Well, we'll probably swing back to get your reactions afterwards, if that's all right. Great, great. Look forward to it. Awesome. All right, we'll see Thank you then. you. Sir, can we interview Hello. you real quick? <laughs> what about uh, this is the Do It Live radio show. Can we can, can we just get your reaction on? Uh, so can you say your name? I have used that before when you were in biotechnology. So I know all about it, and I used it, and I was satisfied. It was, it was slow. <laughs> what do you think about the new space here? I like the old better. You like the old better? Yeah, because it was closer to my lab. Now I have to cross. <laughs> <the street. laughs> it's closer to your
5: lab. <laughs>
0: and can we get your name for the radio? <clears throat> Professor Batswav Szybalski from Mikarda Laboratory for Cancer Research. Alright, thank you very much. Enjoy the pizza. What do you, I mean, what do you think of the new space?
13: Well, since I was never in the old space, I find the new space is great. There's a lot of room. People have privacy if they're working on a project. Mm-hmm. Um, It's nice that here the classroom is on the same floor as
1: the lab, where before they were on different floors. And I was going to ask, what do you do for the DMC now? Because I know you, well, we're all, I mean, the DMC is part of Do It. So I know that you now work for the DMC. What what do you do here?
13: Well, I'm considered a consultant, and since I know Learn at UW the Mm -hmm. best, obviously, if they do have any questions that the other consultants cannot answer, I will help with Learn at UW questions I've also done some documentation Um, I'm just basically filling in wherever (laughs) they need me I help with loan checkouts and check-ins.
5: Very but cool. But the,
0: the DMC does do a lot of, uh, you know, people come in all the time to to ha- say like I need my w class set up. I need I want it to look like this. I want to throw some video up there. So you're going to be like, you know, chief head in charge of w setting up, right?
13: Correct. But the students the students are familiar with it, but because I have was intimately involved with it for so many years, if they have a question, they know they can come to me about it.
3: So professors can come in here if they know nothing about setting up Learn at UW and you can help them from the ground up.
13: Correct. Setting up we would do that. Set, mm-hmm.
3: And producing content and the whole, everything.
13: That's correct.
1: Awesome. Well, that's awesome yeah. that they have such an expert in the house to help them. <laughs> yeah.
13: It turns out um, you know, a lot of people come for video editing, for digitizations. So it's a great service that they can leave, you know, they have all these audio cassette tapes from years back of early research or or slides and they want them digitize and Mm -hmm. magically the people here will digitize them for them.
1: Yes, I'm convinced everything done here is magic. It's all (laughs) (laughs) magic elves are behind the walls and they're making all this happens
8: smoker mirrors anything. No. <laughs>
1: so, I
13: think that's a, a huge service. So, hopefully people will learn more about the services through our grand opening today.
5: Well, thanks awesome. so much
0: for talking to us.
5: Thanks just for stopping thank you. by.
0: All right, John Krogman just got his face
8: 3D scanned and they're printing it out right now. Yeah, so they'll be selling copies as a fundraiser for uh, <laughs> I haven't decided what Cause yet because there won't be it, there won't be many sold, so
3: for that Robotic version, it, you know,
8: or or it could—it's it's for GI John. It's to actually making it some action. For you. Oh no, no. boy! It could be—it could be the trophies for next year's uh, next year's talent show. You know, you I, could don't, do. I don't think that's going to sell, other than maybe uh, keeping mice out of your basement. That might be what it's good for. So,
0: so now you've walked in, you've you've seen the space, you've seen the 3D printer. Um, you probably haven't been around the whole place because there's just gobs of people in here. But what
8: what is your impression? Well, thanks, Josh. I, I mean, the one thing is, I'm not sure that the campus. Under- Understands the incredible resource that exists in the DMC. Everything from equipment checkout to the labs that are available, 3D scanning and then printing. There are so many resources here that I think a lot of the campus community is unaware of. And particularly now in these new digs, where you've got lots of space where you can work and space where you can consult. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm hoping the campus gets wind of it and it's utilized even more than it is now. But well, with the free pizza we know that a lot of people will be by today and checking out the uh, oh, yes. checking out the there equipment so and all that many sort of people here. stuff. And it's the right price. Free. So. Yep. free, and free, it's free. Services. Yeah. That's yeah. the incredible thing for faculty and staff and grad students is it's absolutely free. So hopefully we'll get the word out and we'll see more and more folks here. And, and what a great start to it today. This is a great way to advertise and kick it off. So yeah. thanks yeah. for covering it. Yeah. Well thanks for talking to us. You bet. You bet good Thank luck to the rest of the day.
1: Yep. <laughs> Thank you.
0: Well, it looks like our hour is just about up, so we've come to the end of another episode of Do It Live. Thanks very much for listening out there. We've got some people that we'd like to thank as well. Special thanks go out to our management team at the Division of Information Technology, Ryan Hansen, Edward Hoover, Brian Rust, Sean Bossinger, and Bill Zimmerman. Do It's chief operating officer is John Krogman, and our CIO and vice provost for information technology is Bruce Moss. Today's broadcast was produced by Ty Christian, that's me, and Sandy Cyberlick. Our associate producers are Laura Grady, Teresa Saldana, and Andy Muchlewski. Our on-air producer and director of e-communications is Matt Rockwell, and our theme music is from Conan. The executive producers of Do It Live are Ty Christian and Adam Wiesenfarth. Join us next time for another action-packed hour of Tech Talk. And in the meantime, subscribe to our podcasts on iTunes. Check out our website, doit.wisp.edu forward slash radio. And if you want to get a hold of us, email us radio at doit.wisp.edu. We'll see you then.